0: Thank you so much for joining me today on the No BS Well Tribe podcast, where we discuss hormone health and many other wellness topics important to women headed towards empty nest and retirement. My name is Jarae Pearson. I'm a life transformation coach and strategist. I work with women interested in massive self-expansion. If you feel that you physically or emotionally could be more well, you're in the right place. Welcome Well Tribe. Let's begin. Good afternoon well Tribe. So today um, is a really important topic for me. I was actually going to work on hormone health in this um, podcast, but I just kind of changed my mind because I felt like this one for me had um, a really big impact on my happiness and my overall well-being in my life. So I wanted to share a little bit of that with you today so I hope everybody's doing well this week I have had a really amazing week it's you know the first it's the kickoff of summer right now so my kids are home now and that is really exciting for me for a lot of reasons it's it's less work on me obviously because I'm not you know getting home and getting the kids off to school um, in a rush in the morning and everything and then also you know there's not as much to keep up on so I'm not you know checking homework all the time and making keeping you know kind of harping on them about keeping up on everything and stuff so there's a little bit more peace I feel um, in the summertime as well as you know we just had Father's Day and our oldest daughter graduated high school so we've had prom and graduation and it's sort of like the calm after the storm a little bit. So I've really been enjoying this last week so I hope you guys have too. Um, All right so I'm going to get started uh, about this topic. So today I want to talk a little bit about being um, unorganized and living in sort of uncleanly situations and how that affects us in our health and what can be done about that. So when I was younger um, I'll go back to my childhood a little bit. I know we've talked somewhat about my childhood, but when, one of the aspects was we lived in conditions sometimes that weren't really able to be clean. So we had one one of the houses that I lived in for the majority of my childhood was actually a house that had concrete floors and um, no no sheet rock, So like the studs on the walls and then maybe some insulation that was showing. But, you know, it wasn't the typical house. It was more, it was actually a converted shop that we had, that had gotten converted into what we were living in. And um, so that, I grew up kind of being okay with things out of order a little bit. And, you know, things, we kept it clean for the most part. You know, the counters were wiped off. You know, all of that, that we kept everything the inside the refrigerator clean, and we kept the majority of the house picked up. But when you know there's filth underneath, it sort of lowers your expectations on you know what how what is acceptable to live in. I guess. So I had that when I was young, um, but I didn't I didn't like it. I always wanted to live in a clean house, and you know when I was at my grandma's house and other places. I felt more comfortable there of course and then as I got a little bit older into my starting my teen years my parents had battled some drug addiction and alcoholism and some sort of mental thing you know mental issues that uh, at that time that were pretty prevalent and so they weren't really keeping up on a, on the, the housework or teaching us really what we needed to know when we became adults as far as maintaining a household. So, you know, they would... You know, I remember even as a kid, we had like one day where we would get together and we would clean like mad, you know, so we'd spend like six or eight hours just cleaning like crazy and then, you know, nothing would happen again for a week or two weeks or whatever and if the dishes, if we didn't do the dishes as kids, they just didn't get done so they piled up and, you know, we had social lives and we had our own stuff going on so sometimes we'd get home and it'd feel so overwhelming walking into it and just being like, oh my gosh, like you know, we're kids. How are we going to be able to catch up on all of this and whatever? And so it was really a hopeless feeling. And I remember feeling that as a kid, not proud of our surroundings, not wanting to bring people into our home, um, because you're so embarrassed and you don't want people to know that this is what it's like where you live. And, um, then, you know, when I was I moved out on my own when I was 15. And I actually did pretty well for years keeping up, maintaining a clean household and stuff. And it wasn't until I started feeling really overwhelmed in my life um, when I was in, you know, after I had... I guess right around the time that I was having my babies, right before I was having my babies and I was in college and just really busy working a lot and things. And when I remember feeling that when things would start getting behind, you know, I would see things piling up or whatever. I remember just feeling like, oh my gosh, one more thing. It's so overwhelming. And there's different degrees of this, you know. Some people are, are, you know, extremely neat and keep everything in tip-top shape. And then other people can, you know, tend to accumulate more clutter, um, live in, you know, more filth than other people, and maybe don't even notice it. And so, you know, there's, and there's, it goes by degrees of this. So it goes, you know, all the way from um, being extremely clean, and then you've got the other end of the spectrum, which is a hoarding situation where people's households Actually, become dangerous to them, uh, and you know, and at that point, it's you know more of a, a mental illness type issue. That's usually people are um, afraid to cut loose of certain items because they bring sentimental value, and so it can be an emotional thing that way. But one thing that I that I've learned in my studies on this topic is that it's almost always related back to some sort of a psychological like depression or ADD. Um, something that is generally takes medication or extreme mindset work over years to overcome. So for me, I went through different stages over my life where it got worse at times and it got better at times, but I never until I, um, my early 30s when I started all my wellness practices and my mindset work and whatever, I was never able to um, get caught up on everything. I always lived somewhat, you know, in somewhat of, even if it was clean to the to the eye it still underneath had some you know needed dusting or the floors needed mopped or or vacuumed or whatever i never felt completely like i was able to keep up on it until i was um you know only probably only like 5 or 6 years ago honestly when i what changed for me was i started realizing that you don't have to spend a whole day cleaning you can spend five minutes right now and wipe down the sink and the mirrors and the counter in the bathroom. And then, you know, tomorrow you can spend five more minutes and clean the toilet and sweep the floor and, you know, mop the floor out or whatever. I've, uh, so I learned how to sort of chunk things out more and not get so overwhelmed because it's when you are looking at a huge mound that you have to overcome that it becomes, you know, such an overwhelming thing. And when we're already living, such busy lives and when you add on a little bit of depression or a little bit of uh ADD or any of those other things to it it becomes an even more challenging task and it seems can seem very overwhelming and even impossible and so a lot of times that's what's going on under the surface is when your mind is physically tired you just can't even muster up the energy to do one more thing and that it that one more thing can turn into many things. And over time, it becomes um, extremely daunting. So um, I think the overwhelm is probably the biggest thing that changed for me when I was able to start tackling this. So when you, it's sort of cyclical because what happens is you're already feeling a little bit uh, overwhelmed in your life and down and depressed. And as you are accumulating more stuff, more clutter, things don't necessarily always have a place you know so you're you have an item in your hand and instead of putting it where it goes you don't really have a spot for it so you just set it down uh and sort of in areas that start accumulating stuff so generally you know like my grandma had a junk drawer when we were kids and once every six months or whatever we'd have to go through it because it would end up having everything under the sun in it and we'd be like oh my gosh look what I found we already replaced this at the store or you know it, it's very it makes it even more stressful when you're in that situation if you've ever been looking for an item and you can't find it and it's so incredibly just frustrating and a week goes by you end up going to the store replacing it and then a month later you find that item Uh, that happens really frequently when you're unorganized and it's caught it's not cost effective it's actually expensive to live that way and that's where people get into these situations where they're just accumulating stuff it's it's um sort of a, almost a throwaway mindset to some degree where it's, you know, just easier to go replace something than hunt through everything to find it, you know, and figure out where you're at. So that's just one way that we save money when we start being more organized and knowing where things are. A good example. So I had um, last week a DVD, a Netflix DVD that needed to go be sent back. So I took it out of the DVD player, put it in the envelope, walked it over to where my I always put my outgoing mail, set it there. As I walked out the door, I grabbed it on my way out, dropped it in the mailbox and went to work. Well, you know, 4 days goes by, Netflix still hasn't received the item back, but I know for a fact that I put that in the mailbox because I have a system and I know exactly how my routine went. So I went on, filed the claim, you know, this is a missing item or whatever. A few years back, I probably would have waited a few weeks or a month because I wouldn't have been sure if I would have dropped it in the mailbox. I would have questioned myself and been like, I just can't find it in these piles of paper um, or whatever, and I'm sure it's gonna turn up. And I've ha- and that's a true story that's actually happened to me before with Netflix years past where I couldn't find it and then like four months later, find it in a pile of paperwork that I just hadn't ever gone through. So paperwork is one of the main things that people tend to uh, collect and let pile up. And now that we live in a digital age that's really kind of outdated. You know, that's so 80s, right? Um, We don't need paper copies of everything. If you do need paper copies of of something, you can now scan it in to one of those um, programs, software programs or you can take a quick picture of it on your phone and upload it onto your drive. You know, like that's the, now that's how I do things and it's actually faster for me to just take a quick picture of something and toss it in the recycle bin than to put it in a stack and then later on spend three hours at some point going through all my paperwork and doing all of my filing and all of that. So, you know, that I take that extra few seconds out of my day, snap a picture of it, um, throw it in the recycling bin, and I don't ever have to, you know, think about it again. It's I have a copy of it. So there's definitely systems that work for this, but if you've never actually had the time to come up with these systems or had anybody show you how to do these systems, that can become over. That's when you become get the overwhelm happening. So you know i didn't i was never taught that so later on in life i couldn't figure out why i was not able to keep up on things like some of my other friends were and then it became even more i be, it was i was hard on myself over that very issue so my self esteem became even lower so you can see how it's cyclical it it's you know it it beats you down a little bit because you're not at a hundred percent, you know you're not at a hundred percent that you could be a better housewife, or you could be a better care, uh, or you know, manager of your household, and. So you beat yourself up because we all want to be the best parent. We all want to be the best spouse. We all want to be the best at everything that we do. And so when we aren't, when we know we aren't being that way, our internal dialogue really starts beating ourselves up. And that's what I really want to avoid in this podcast is I want people to start giving themselves a little bit of acknowledgement that you just might not have been taught yet how to manage these things. Um, This is actually one of the reasons that... So when I was doing a lot of my business coaching, you know, I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on business coaching and different things over the years because I, you know, I'm the f- first person to admit that I'm an education junkie and that I I want to learn as much as I possibly can about things. And so with my business, it's the same thing. I, you know, I love I love getting new tips and the it's always this that business science is always changing and so I just love it. And so My business coaches, one of the things is in business coaching, they really want you to identify exactly what your strong points are and coach just that. So I had to, you know, I I spent a lot of months sort of analyzing my coaching style and pulling my audience and, you know, trying to figure out exactly where I wanted to go with my coaching. And I just decided at one point that I couldn't do that. I felt that if somebody needs help in this area specifically, you know, right now we're talking about decluttering and purging and and um, you know cleanliness and hoarding and whatever. That mentally, when I changed that one thing in my mindset and was able to start realizing that it doesn't all have to be done right now. I can just do a little bit right now. And and the feeling, it makes you feel proud of yourself when you are keeping up on things. And then that um, also snowballs in a positive way. So it becomes, you start doing better and better and better over time. And I guess if if I were to, you know, I because I've been there, I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be, to feel, feel less than. To feel that you're not good enough at, at something. And when you're a woman, your household is so ultimately important. And you can put a lot of your self-worth into what type of a, a caregiver you are to your family. And, and a housekeeper to your family. And if that is something that you're telling yourself that you aren't succeeding at. Then the depression can get, ex- ev- you know, it gets so much worse and it affects your relationships. So this happened with me. Um we my husband is amazing and so he's always been a uh, 50-50 as far as, you know, the housework goes and the uh, raising of the kids and everything. We've always been a 50-50 type of a couple. Um but when things were were years ago before the mindset work all started happening for both of us and before we went through our divorce and we, before we went through a lot of our um I guess the dark parts of our marriage, the cleanliness issues was a really big deal for us. We were, we started being somewhat competitive with each other and um, seeing that maybe one person was doing more than the other person was because if I was depressed at that time, maybe I wasn't putting in the effort that I should be putting in. And then he would internalize it as, you know, I'm not being loving. I'm, you know, I'm not showing how grateful I am towards him because I'm not putting in the effort to show it in in that way. And so there's, you know, it seems like, oh, it's just a house. It's just a cleanliness thing. It's, it doesn't seem uh, like it could affect things in the way that it does, but it really does. And then if you think about it, how it affects children also you know, I got to a point where I really didn't want my kids growing up the way I did. I didn't want my kids not, you know, I wanted my kids to understand that that it isn't such an overwhelming thing. But I was I putting I wasn't really putting that out there for them to see. They didn't realize that they could just do one little thing at a time. It was I was doing I was repeating my own patterns with my family and saying okay all day Sunday we're going to clean all day and I, I you know I'm not going to lie I still we still have deep cleaning days all day sometimes on Saturday or Sunday but the house you know we have clean laundry throughout the week it's we do you know of course it'll back up a little bit so we'll have three or four loads on the weekend that have to be done but it's not be, like before where we had eight or ten loads of laundry to do on the weekend because we waited until it absolutely had to be done So I guess what I'm trying to get through here is that just like everything else that I coach, when you chunk it down into workable pieces, it's doable. And we can take just one thing at a time and be really freaking amazing at that and start building up our self-esteem. So if you know that you're somebody who lets the dishes pile up three or four days at a time before you get back to them. Just start acknowledging that that is a pattern of yours and think of ways that you can make it a little bit less daunting. So, you know, try and just make sure that you're keeping the dishwasher unloaded. So as soon as the dishwasher's done, you know, within that next 12 hours or whatever you've got that unloaded at least and you've you've started reloading it and over time then it becomes you know you're not going to stop at unloading it you're going to unload it and you're going to reload it and you know I'm somebody who washes my silverware I actually wash almost all my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher because it's just I don't even it's just something I've always felt like needed to be done anybody who's cleaned out the drain in a dishwasher I guess understands that but um there's if you're you know if you unload the dishwasher that's something this summer that i'm doing with my with my kids i'm making sure that every night before i go to bed the dishwasher's been run so that in the morning you know before the kids get going on their own stuff um, they have some chores that they can do they can unload the dishwasher and then throughout the day they're putting their own dishes into the dishwasher and little things like that You just do them one at a time. You know, the paperwork stuff. The paperwork, that's a whole separate topic. Um, The garage, you know, everybody struggles with their garage and the organization of their garage. My husband and I have spent, we moved um, over a year and a half ago and we downsized drastically. So our garage was almost floor to ceiling, um, just stuff that we had to go through. And we also, at the same time, our kids are growing up. So we've got all this stuff, toys from when they were younger that now we're getting rid of and, um, have been actually getting rid of for like six years. I don't know how it lasts so long. But, you know, we're finally in a place where we can get in our garage and we can, um, you know, my husband's got his workbench set up and he's got room to um, work on his dirt bike and work on all of his stuff because we finally gotten to a place where we're organized in the garage. Um, And he, my husband, for weeks after getting that done, was... Just so happy about having the space in the garage now, and not because it was so overwhelming to him. He knew he had all these projects he needed to do, and no room to do them. And after we got that taken care of, it freed up so much. Um, not just uh, not just physical stress, but you could just see the emotional wellness just sort of increase. You know, it's just like, oh, what a load off. We can breathe again. You know, so. Um, let me look at my notes real quick. I know that when it, when it gets more severe, if you feel that you're in a situation where it's no longer safe, like maybe if you have a house, I mean, you can tell by odors a lot. If a, if a house has a lot of odor and you don't know where it's coming from or something like that, those are big issues that you really um, might want to take a look at. So it gets... You know, and I mental illness. So I use the term mental illness quite a bit, and um, it's not meant at all to be a negative thing. I feel like we should acknowledge that. I mean, who's a hundred percent mentally well? I I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent mentally well. I know that it's something that we're constantly growing as our minds. So. I, you know, I'll say mental illness and I'll mean it in a very mild way. To me, if we're not able to keep up the cleanliness of our house, it has something to do with a mental unwellness, right? So it's a mental, not necessarily illness, but unwellness. And so if I say the word mental illness, I'm not saying that anybody's crazy and we can just um, sort of step back from thinking that I'm judging anybody because that's definitely not it. But we should be able to acknowledge in ourselves when we have a little bit of that mental unwellness or mental illness, whichever um, you whichever term you want to use, is going on within us. And I the reason that I've been able to overcome the things that I've been able to overcome with my mental wellness is because I acknowledge that I'm not perfect. I my uh, my brain patterns are there over you know they came over many many years uh, from of perceptions and things other opinions being pushed on to me and things like that so uh, you know to me mental wellness is being a hundred percent authentic to yourself and you know there's I just you know I don't know if there's ever any okay I finally reached it point you know okay I'm finally a hundred percent I mean maybe I mean maybe I can't say that because um some days some days, right? Some days I feel like I'm a hundred percent mentally, um, mentally well. But then, you know, most days it's like, gosh, I I could do better in my in my love level or whatever that day, my forgiveness level or or you know my patience level or whatever. I don't think I'm ever ever perfect at those things. So something that I'm constantly working on. Just like I think that most of you can probably agree with that. So. Um, so but if you do have some sort of an extreme, if you feel like it's some sort of an extreme, Thing or something you've been battling your your whole life, then reach out to somebody and and just get some organizational help. Or if you feel that it's a depression issue or ADD or or something like that, then you know you might want to look into seeing a, a therapist who can maybe prescribe something or even a, uh, some sort of a holistic therapist that will work with you on mindset work and different stress relief techniques and things to to get that a little bit more under control. But there's. Always, people out there. Um, I have a friend actually here locally that that's what her she does for a living. Is she helps people get organized in their households. Um, It's not very expensive either. It's something that she comes in. She finds out your your patterns, your lifestyle, and she works with you on how to make it work best for you. So there's people that do that, and it's um, it's just so helpful. It really changes lives. It can it can really re. Sort of return a lot of joy to you when you are able to overcome this. Um, and then I have, I also have an ebook uh, that's called "Declutter and Purge," and it's just a basic mini ebook that goes over what you can do, sort of what we talked about today. But it just is sort of a guidebook that just says, you know, break it down. If you have a, you know, start with a few projects at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just start with the the things that are you know, the living spaces that you're going to use the most as a family. If your kitchen table is covered in stuff and you're not able to eat meals at it, then I would start there because that's something that's going to bring joy to you um, whenever you can gather your family around your table. Uh, If you spend a lot of time in your office, but your office is really out of Sorts, then I would probably start working on that. Anywhere you spend the most time, anywhere that you get the most, you know, really feel what brings you the most stress. Um, in your situation and start tackling those first. And don't worry about having to do it all at one time. Just know you're working on that project over the, few, you know, a few days or a few weeks or whatever. And every time you have 10 or 20 minutes, just go and sort of do a little bit of it. And then once that project's done, move on to the next. And this is something I'm continually doing. I'm always, you know, going back through closets and going back through bookshelves and drawers and whatever and getting rid of stuff that we don't need or in the kitchen you know stuff that's outdated going back through the refrigerator once a month and going back through the cupboards every couple months and just making sure that you know everything that there's not a bunch of stuff up there that we're never going to be able to eat because it's expired and that goes with clothes and everything else we don't need a bunch of stuff that we're not using and we can't actually find the things that we want when we're looking through all of these other things it just makes it confusing and chaotic and it doesn't feel good. So, if we can sort of cut through all that, get rid of all of the crap, continually have a a, a tote that you can that you and your kids and your spouse or whatever can continually be putting stuff to donate to a charity and look for local charities too. That actually feels really good when you find a charity that you know is giving back like 80-90% to 90% to a cause. So like I have specific charities that I give back to. I don't recommend giving to any of the really big chain charities like Goodwill and... Um, the you know there's just a lot of them that are sort of chains and only like one penny of the dollar goes back to help charities but they can still call themselves a nonprofit and um but they're, you know, a lot of times they're paying their CEOs and their executives hundreds of millions of dollars every year, but that's not actually going to charity. So, and you can Google that too. If you want to find lists, there's even apps, I think, of which charities are um, giving the majority back and things. So if you Google it, you can find the answers to all of that. So here, um, locally, uh, we have a salvation army salvation army is one of the few that actually does give back um quite a high percentage and then same with um we have a union gospel mission here that does does a lot of really amazing things for um addicts and families and things here locally and so those are the two that i donate to the most but um i'll leave that up to you but we always have at least a tote of Um, That, you know, we can throw clothes in and different things as we come across them and we don't need them and we can, and then, you know, I just put it in my car every once in a while, pop it in my hatchback and just take it down and drop it off. And um, same with, you know, with, it feels good when you, when you are able to take something that you're not using and it's just been sitting there and donate it to somebody who's going to use it. So we have to start changing our mindsets and realizing that giving back isn't necessarily money. Giving back, we can give back in other ways and it can actually bring us joy from giving back but also improve our lives by getting that crap out of our way, you know? So let's just make some room for the happiness to um, to fill in, fill in instead. So... Um, Alright, so I, I hope that this was helpful for everybody. I'm going to wrap this up and I will be doing um, a hormone. I'm going to get into the hormones next week for the individual hormones and how they affect us and our weight. So, you know, we talk about hormone health all the time, but what is that? How are those hormones really impacting us and keeping weight around our midsection and all those things? So I'm going to get into that a little bit next week. And... Um, then check in with you then and I guess I guess that's about it so we'll just call it a day for today I I really you know I'm really loving the way that the podcast is going and all the support you guys have been amazing I really feel like I'm in my groove doing this and I can share a lot of helpful information in a sort of sped up manner. So just really, really appreciate it all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope that everybody's enjoying uh, this summer. I will see you all next week in episode four.